I was referred to NCC. So NCC doctor told me uh, I I can't operate. I can't do operation. Okay. I can't do chemo. I can't do radio. Yeah. So <laughs> that sentence. Death has always been a certainty. That's what I like about Anjali. It has to be a celebration. Endless topics that we can talk about. Dying to meet you. Welcome to my podcast. And welcome back to another episode of our Dying to Meet You. Today we have another guest. This guest is very, very special. And I have so much that I want to learn from him as well as to get to hear from his perspective. But yet at the same time, uh, I'm here with a very, very heavy heart. Uh, every time I meet him, I always feel heavier and heavier. Uh, this is a friend that I know since my secondary school days. Huh? Yeah. So it's almost about, wow, then people will know my Twen- age. La. <laughs> 20 odd. Yeah, 20 yes. So here we have Martin. Maybe you can just do a short introduction of yourself, Martin. I'm 44 years old this year. Mm. And I'm diagnosed with stage 4 kidney cancer. In fact, uh, it was also very, very heavy heart when he texted me after a seminar one day that he attended uh, my virtual seminar and he actually said that he needed to do pre-planning. And I remember asking you, oh, who are we pre-planning for? And then when you said myself, you know, that was when... Uh, it's, it's often that I help people that I don't really know and they are helping their loved ones to plan. But having you to actually sit down and, and talk about your plans with me, uh, that was also difficult. One and a half year ago, I was diagnosed with diabetes. Went to body clinic for checkup. But however, I get skinny and skinnier as time goes by. So they admit me to hospital because of my red blood cell is very low. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I was admitted to hospital at Kote Pot. From there, the doctor did some checks. They suspect the cause is not from diabetes. Mm-hmm. So we do multiple checks multiple CT scan, multiple uh, what, radio scan, echo, whatever. Then finalized is cancer. Mm. And I was referred to National Cancer Center. When I went to National Cancer Center, the doctor told me I'm stage for kidney cancer. There's no cure. Okay, I cannot go for chemo. I cannot go for the radio. I only have one year left, my lifespan. The main cancer is kidney, mm. spread to my lungs, my bones. Throughout the time when they found out about your diagnosis, you couldn't undergo any surgery. So right now you're all doing oral medication, right? <laughs> no. Mm. I went deeper. I was offered a combination of oral and drips. We call it immunotherapy. Mm. However, the immunotherapy shrink my heart. My heart was only functioned at 30%. I admitted to hospital because I'm sort of breath. Mm. My muscle become very weak. Mm. 
I couldn't walk. I have to be wheelchair. I was stopped from taking the cancer medication because the doctor told me I will die from heart attack first before the cancer. So that's another blow to me. I can call myself not a cancer patient, but a heart patient, which is a thumb bomb. There's no thumb limit. I can go off any time. Mm. Mm. I have two boys. This year will be 14 and 18. Mm. Yeah. Both grew, grew up already. So for me, it's not a burden. Mm. So currently, my wife unemployed yeah, because of my condition. Mm. She has to take care of me. There must be a reason why you reached out to me and then you wanted to plan for yourself. Could you also guide me through and guide us through your train of thought and what went behind this motivation to want to get everything in place? Yeah, pre-planning for me is, is a must. It's a must. Firstly, I'm a free thinker. Mm. I don't mind going to church. I don't mind going to temple. I don't mind going to mosque. So pre-planning is like wedding plan. Planning. I plan what I want. What was that, that trigger perhaps? On okay, firstly, I used to be in this trade. Mm. I know how it works. Secondly is, I do not want to burden my wife. Like what she said, I'm the fierce one. Family members were not gossip. I put the word gossip. If I'm the one who plan it. Mm. Yeah. My pre-planning, first, I choose what I want. For example, coffin. I choose the tentage color, the layout. Before I pass AJ the, the list hmm. of my wanted things. Six pages. Yeah. <laughs> I myself, I walk through my funeral a few times. Mm. Mm. Right now is... The furthest I can walk is only one bus stop away. Mm, because I'm from days. 80kg to right now 55. Mm. With all the medication that make me fatigue, make me very tired, sleepy. The most peak medication I have mm. per day is 18 and a half pill. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm. I'm I'm so I'm always positive from start. Mm. But after three three time hospitalization, to be friend, I'm got so sick and tired. Every day blood test. They will put you, scan. You go there either on wheelchair or in your bed, wait. After scan, wait, waiting for Potter to bring you back. Mm. But as time goes by, you get irritated. I always wanted to know, you know, in our podcast, uh, some of the podcasts, I always talk about what people should say at a funeral. Uh, because there are times where we are so clueless what to say, and then we may not say the right thing. Example, like we have people coming to the funeral wake where they say, oh, uh, he or she is in a better place. I always disagree to this statement. Uh, huh? that, or they will say, uh, time will heal all wounds. Because to me, grief is, is part of us. It will never be gone. So by saying this kind of sweeping statement, mm. it's not going to help um, the Biri family. But I also want to know from Martin, you know, when 
um, when things happen and you, I remember you share that you know you let your friends know, uh, family members know. Maybe you can help us understand or the audience understand when when things like this happen. What would you like to hear, and what would you not want to hear from? The most important thing is to not say why you never tell me. <laughs> During the time when the doctor tell me my condition, no matter how strong you are, you are still in the brink of breakdown. You do not know your future. First thing, you you haven't planned anything yet. You do not know what you want. You just only know that you are dying, and do not know when. How would you help, or how can you help this person? If you can, you just tell them what you can offer, and not why you never tell me. Or if you need help, let me know. First of all, I do not know what help you can help me. This is the two two items that two question that best not to ask. Speedy recovery. That's that's I hate to hear. How to recover? I already have a death sentence. How to recover? Or you go to my church. You go to my temple. Yeah, we can cure cancer patient. Please. Even the doctor also can't give me chemo already. How can you do that? Say something more realistic. The best is don't say anything. If you are friends and not very good friends, don't say anything. You can pay them a visit. It's good enough. It's good enough. Then for those cancer patient. You know who to look for if you need help. Just go ahead. You see how how life is so uh, changeable. <laughs> Just like our weather today, it was super bright and sunny when I arrived, and now it's uh, <laughs> pouring. It's like raining cats and dogs, and you can hear all the thunder in the background. So maybe Martin, um, you know, coming from you, is there any life motto? Or even what you would like to share with our audience, what we can do to better prepare ourselves, or even the message that you have, you share with me. Do check up. Do check up. Regular check up. Those detail check up. Detail one. Yeah, not regular like sangkau for like diabetes, high blood, and the other one is cholesterol. Cholesterol. Yeah. Not only this three. Go and do a detailed blood checkup, full blood count. Cancer marker and all that. Yes, because the full blood count, they those experience are not all doctors. Experience doctor, they can see what is abnormal inside your body through that report. So I'm more of the expert now. So now he can read all the numbers. From day one until now, I think I got ten over full blood count report. 
So every time after the blood test, I will check. Because oh, we can go to help party, we can check. Uh, uh, I can see, okay, little doctor want to say what? Okay, uh. diabetes, okay already, no problem. Okay, uh, cancer, my palate, okay, getting lower and lower. Doctor should be happy, okay. <laughs> this time I can go and see him. <laughs> you will do that? Yeah, I will normally do that. Yeah. I see. So, uh, end of the day, you still lie in the coffin. But just only when. Yeah. yeah, my one bring forward. But I try to extend. Try to extend. Mm. They give me one year. So almost half a, half a year gone. Very fast. Mm. I'm still alive. Mm. Lightning is so, and the thunder. So what what um what about after funeral? I always find that the hardest part for me was when my father passed away was life after the funeral. Funeral is usually what three days, five days, you know, it's over. But that to me was hardest was um, after that lah, where we have to continue our life. And life's go on. Mm, life's go on. That's true. So. I can't help with that. I'm no longer around. Have you thought of uh, you know the the movie I told you PPS I love you where they leave messages uh, or or like at certain point I I don't like to constrain people like mm. they can do whatever I tell my wife you find a better person you want to get remarried go away. Mm. You know? So what what for no? Mm. No, maybe that will help them also. No, no. A message that you want to say here to your two boys. First, we are not that rich. I don't have spare money for you to go abroad, university. You do what you do best and just don't commit crimes. That's it. It's your life. You, you choose your path. So I just wanted to wrap up, um, you know, Martin, if there's any other message other than make sure you go for your regular checkup. Be it you're sick or not sick, be positive. Nothing is better than your family love. I'm strong, but the love so many people give me made me stronger. Mm. That is why I promised them I will celebrate 2 of the 11 11. Mm. Well said. Yeah, Martin has always, um, you know, the resilience that he has over the last few months in fact I think not only that but also in his work it has you know shown me how resilient he is he's, uh, he's tenacious to continue living no matter what diagnosis that was given to him and I think the part about staying positive and be positive is very very important so it's a very very heavy uh, episode today but yet I hope that 
you know, through Martin sharing that we never give up on our loved ones. I think that's the key thing that we have witnessed today, the love that you have for your family, to always constantly cherish your loved ones and express your love yeah, every day, mm. whether is it spoken or unspoken in Martin's case, that we always must cherish our loved ones very much. Cancer only. Cancer only. This is Martin, his humorous side. Thank you so much, Martin. Uh, I you. really, really appreciate, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, um, for agreeing to do this. I know it's not easy. Uh, it's never easy for anybody. Uh, in fact, I just wanted to do a, uh, to share one of the movies that I watched recently. It's called In Good Hands uh, on Netflix. Um, if anyone would like to watch that, I thought it was a very powerful movie as well. Uh, it seems to me like Netflix recently have a lot of movies about funeral, uh, which should, it's sort of trying to normalize this conversation. And I really hope one day we can be more open to talk about this conversation so that we are more prepared for that day. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much, Martin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, take care. Take care of yourself yeah. as well. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Death has always been a certainty. That's what I like about Anjali. It has to be a celebration. Endless topics that we can talk about. Whatever you leave behind, that's the impact that you leave on.